and welcome to the And One Show with KJ and Joe, presented by On3, your home for exclusive interviews with some of the most talented hoopers in the world, along with reactions to viral basketball news and moments trending on the web. Today, we'd like to welcome in Garrison Brooks, former UNC Tar Heel, um, that will be using his extra year of eligibility from the COVID season to play for Mississippi State as a graduate transfer. Garrison, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate you having me on. No doubt. Now, Garrison, to start us off, most people think of you, um, you know, as Garrison Brooks, the basketball player, but we want to let the people know, you know, kind of who you are off the court. Um, so my first question is, when you're not hooping, what are your main hobbies? Uh, so pretty much, man, my number one thing to do is watch movies. Like that's, that's something I'll always be able to do, no matter where I'm at, like, like my plan for this weekend is to go to the movie theater somehow. So that's that's pretty much all I, I love to do: watch movies. Uh, I might start a new show every now and then, but movies uh, kind of just we hadn't started doing anything like out of public yet like that. But like we, I like bowling with my team. So I mean, I think that's pretty cool. And of course, we're gonna go out to eat all the time. You got a top three, three favorite movies or a favorite series you follow or anything like that? Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I go top three movies. Uh, American Gangster, uh, The Campaign, uh, Anchorman, Anchorman 1. I, you know, those, those would be my top three. Classic. Top three TV shows. Uh, no Order. I got to go to the office, uh, power, and snowfall. Classy list. So, Joe, me and Garrison go way back uh, since it's fresh from New York, Carolina. As you see, I'm wearing my Carolina shirt. Uh, we're like a family. Um, and Garrison has always been a very deep thinker and has been collecting art pieces in the form of tattoos. And I still remember it like yesterday uh, when Garrison got his first tattoo on his stomach. G, would you mind telling everybody a few of your favorite tattoos and what inspired them? Uh, my favorite tattoo is, was my first tattoo on my back, the Muhammad Ali. Uh, we won his first heavyweight, first heavyweight championship in 1964 in Miami. I kind of pitched when he knocked him out in the first round. And it was, I mean, like, people look at it as Muhammad Ali being, I don't know, excited that he won, but he was really upset because he felt like he threw the fight. And I think that's just something like his competitive nature. And I think it's just I kind of pitch. And Muhammad Ali probably, like, he's my number one athlete all the time, like, regardless of sport or anything. I think that's my favorite one because it's my first one. And then, like, he, mean, he means so much to me as an athlete. Garrison, I've always wanted a tattoo, but I'm hesitant because, you know, they hurt or I always hear they hurt so much. Um, yeah, I, they hurt. They hurt. I, <laughs> If you, if you, listen, if you, if you last this long without getting a tattoo, don't do it. Might as well stay, okay, stay away from it. So out of all your tattoos, which one would you say hurt the most? Uh, I had one on the back of my leg, like on my right calf. It says, speak, no, you. I think that that's the one that hurt the most. I, mean, I think it took so much time. Um, and I think it's, it's just, a, it's a weak spot back there. But I mean, it's, it's done now, so. How many? How many tattoos do you think you currently have right now? Uh, eight or nine, but like my tattoos are a lot bigger than everyone else's. I mean, they take up a lot of space. Like my entire stomach, 
I got one on my chest, one on my chest. I have something going across my back. Of course, I have Muhammad Ali going down my spine. I mean, it's, that's two that's huge pieces. I have an astronaut on the inside of my leg with a flying saucer above it. And uh, I have a matching tattoo of my brother on the side of my leg. So, I mean, all, all the tattoos are pretty big. So, I would assume like eight or nine. So you, you mentioned Muhammad Ali, and I noticed on your Instagram you posted a video of him. You, you know, you obviously have him tattooed on your back, so he means something to you. Tell us a little bit about you know how he has influenced you and why he means so much to you. Yeah, uh, the weird part is like the first time I was introduced to him, I was a little kid, and of course, like Fight Night 2004 came up. Like me and my brother were playing, but then like so we ended up picking like who was who was the best. It was like I want to say it was. Him, Joe Frazier, uh, Mike Tyson on there. I think Muhammad Ali was a cover. So, I like, any, but like, anytime I picked him, like, I knew I was going to win. So, like, ever since then, I was a kid. I knew he was pretty much the greatest. And just digging up, like, doing research. As I kept growing up, I was like, man, like, this guy, like, the greatest. And not only what he meant in the boxing ring, he was obviously the greatest in the boxing ring. Just what he did outside of that, taking stances for what he believed in. Um, swear, I mean, of course, like he switched religions. That was something huge. Like taking, like taking a big leap like that. It's not, it's not something I would do, but I commend him for doing something like that. Gotcha. So, so let's flash back to the high school days. You were originally committed to Mississippi State. A lot of people yeah. don't know that before you went to Carolina. Um, you know, so tell us about you know going into that commitment. You know, you deciding to back off of that, you know, open up your options and just tell us about if you, you know, you remember where your head was at during that process. Truth be told, I don't really remember. I mean, it was 17. Um, tough decision because I mean, it's, it's tough to kind of like go away from something that you had been, you said you were going to do at, for five, six months. So I, I was excited about going there. I mean, it just didn't work out how I wanted to, how I could did at the time. But fortunately enough, I ended up back here anyway. But I, I had a great time at Carolina my four years. I never regret anything about that. So just being able to to do like do both things. I mean, it's very rare you will be able to do something like this in life. So I mean, I I, I took advantage of it. I mean, I'm grateful for it now. A hundred percent. And I know your dad was on, uh, you know, the coaching staff at at Mississippi State. So that probably made the decision even more difficult. But when you opened that back up and school started reaching back out, you know, obviously you landed at North Carolina. So so why did you pick the Tar Heels? I mean, obviously, I mean, they, they were fresh out from the national championship. Uh, biggest thing was they, they had graduated Isaiah Kennedy. So that was huge. And they had already had Huff and Sterling, two really good players. They were only going to return Luke that year. So I'm talking to Coach. I got my release. I'm talking to Coach Davis. Coach Davis telling me it's I know Tony Bradley's leaving. Like it's guaranteed. So I'm thinking like that's another big leave. It's three bigs. So I mean, why not be the third, be the third big to commit and then make it work itself? I mean, I figured it was all gonna work out once I got to Carolina. I mean, I was gonna show how hard I was gonna work and really try to pick up on things really fast. It was gonna work out well for me. And Garrison, was there any part of your freshman year, whether it be the summer or even when school started, where you thought, you know, maybe I didn't make the right decision? Uh, no, 
I mean, I just think to myself, uh, uh, this Andre 3000 lyric, man, it says spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors. You don't think about that kind of stuff. So once I, I mean, once I went there, I was, I was all in in Carolina. Gave everything I had. So I was ecstatic about being there, of course. I mean, it was fun, man. So I was just more worried about getting better at the time. I was happy there. So Garrison, it definitely seems like you made the right choice choosing Carolina. You know, from your freshman year, you started in 105 out of 113 games. Um, you averaged 10 points and six rebounds for your career, scored over 1,300 points and over 800 rebounds. Um, and as a sophomore, you helped your team win an ACC championship. And in your junior year, you were ACC's most improved player. Um, and let's not forget that you had a, a winning record against the uh, arch rival Duke um, in all four years. Um, I know yeah, both of you two are happy about that. <laughs> yes, um, sir. <laughs> so your junior year, it had to be the best of your career, right? Multiple 30-point games. You know, what was that year like, and how did it feel to have that type of role for your team? Yeah, uh, I feel like my team depended on me a lot. I feel like they they looked at me for sometimes for answers and energy during the game. Just if they saw me down, I figured everybody else was going down too. So, I mean, I think it was just a huge role for me just to see how hard I could work. Like, even if things things weren't going right during the season. I mean, we lost games, seven to eight games by one, one or two points on the buzzer. So, I mean, like, I just – I try to come in and work every day, uh, work as hard as I could for the guys to try to turn it around. I mean, just, I think that was the biggest thing I taught myself. I learned about myself, how resilient I could be, how persistent I could be in my work, how hard I could be, like how, how like infectious my energy is throughout the team. Yeah, I mean, there was something about that team I loved. You know, we didn't win many games, but it felt like we had a game plan and it was get Garrison the ball and get out the way. Um, but Garrison, how did you maintain that mentality night in and night out just to know that you're the guy getting double teamed and still maintaining that high level of play? Yeah, because uh, I feel like at the time, I feel like our team needed that. Our team, our team needed somebody that they could go to every possession. Night in and night out. And I feel like I could do that. And I, I gave it all my, I could. But I just kind of was – I was prepared for the moment. I worked as hard as I could. I was ready for everything that it came with. All in all, how would you grade your senior year? Um, you know, an A, B, C. I feel. I mean, of course, I feel like my my level of play didn't match uh, the expectations I had in preseason. So I would say a C. I mean, I feel like I, I didn't play as well as I needed to play to, to kind of help my team. But I also feel like it was a very tough situation, very different situation. We had, I want to say, that's six new guys trying to. Learn about college basketball and you got a shortest season and you have COVID, you have everything going wrong along in the world. But you also have that time where you're supposed to be playing different teams, secret like your private scrimmage, your exhibition games, like your preseason, like your, your like beginning games where you play in-state guy, like in-state teams like UNCW, Elon, like games that really get you warmed up before you just jump head first into like a CBS Classic or a tournament like Maui. But I feel like we were deprived of that. So, I mean, I feel like we were always kind of just trying to play catch-up mode because we had so many new guys. And Garrison, after such a great Carolina career, a lot of people wanted you to come back and relive one more year with the Tar Heels. What went into uh, the transfer to Mississippi State? Uh, just, I feel like 
with Coach Williams leaving, I feel like it was – I mean, I felt like it wouldn't have been a better time to leave. I mean, I don't think – I think it's – Carolina's a great place. Chapel Hill will always be home to me. But I think it was just a right time, right moment type deal. I mean, I feel good about leaving. Once I figured out everything was going to happen, once the season ended, I mean, I, I just thought about it, prayed about it. I mean, that's what led me to transfer. But, I mean, it's, it was a very – I mean, still, I mean, it's a tough decision. Tough decision to leave, like, what you're used to and what you're comfortable with. So I was looking at some of the guys that are coming in with you at State, and y'all are pretty loaded. You know, Rocket Watts from Miss, uh, Michigan State, DJ Jeffries from Memphis, Shaquille Moore from NC State. You know, what are your expectations um, for this season with all that firepower and talent? Yeah, I think I, I go I go here to State is to win your AC regular season and go to the Final Four. I think that's that's the highest expectation we can have. I think that once you try to you set the bar so high, like try to get to that. So I think that's what we, we've realized. Like, I think that's why our talent, our experience, and our coaching is going to help us get to. I think we have a ways to go right now, but I think that's something that that's our goal. Garrison, last year we saw, you know, you integrate the three a little bit more into your game. Uh, this offseason, what have you been working on specifically to have a monster season? Yeah, uh, so fortunately enough, man, I, I've been working on my body a lot. I, had to change my diet when I came here. Um, had to change how much I worked out on a daily basis. Uh, also had to just pretty much work out a lot more. I mean, I feel like I have to be a lot better. Um, the defensive end, offensive, I have to be a lot more aggressive for my team to win. So I think that's something that I try to become more of an offensive-minded player. Also try to get better on defense, slide my feet laterally, stand in front of people. Um, just being a leader also, and then just <clears throat> personally working on catch and shoot threes. I mean, that's what NBA mostly is. I mean, most of the guys that you see out there, you're going to see uh, one primary guy with the ball. They're going to drive, kick threes. I mean, that, I try to work on that constantly now. What can Mississippi State fans expect specifically, you know, from you? Um, and how would you describe your game to someone, you know, it is yeah. familiar with your style of play. Uh, so what state fans can expect from me is uh, guys going to go out there and give you 110 every night. It's going to be a passionate leader. Guys is going to give it his all to win. And he's going to be – he's going to put his best foot forward this year. I think to describe my game to someone that's never watched me before is right now I've become a lot better shooter. Of course, I can score in the low post. I good defense. I mean, good on defense. Good communicating with any of our any of my teammates. Um, capable. I mean, very like very good low post score. I mean, just a good rebound too. So I think that's that's just something that all goes into it. I think that I got a little bounce now. I got I still got a little bounce in me. So I mean, I I might show that a little bit, but. Is there any particular games uh, you're looking forward to this year? Yeah, uh, so we're supposed to go back to the Bahamas. So I'm always excited to go back there. So uh, any game in the Bahamas, I'm excited to go to. We also uh, we play at Kentucky, play at Alabama. Those are the games I'm really excited about, you know, just playing in state of Alabama. And I look at it like playing at Kentucky is one of the greatest things in life to do as a college basketball player. That's something you dream of. 
dream of playing in something like the Bean Dome, which I did for four years. You play at the Carrier Dome, which I've done for four years. And you play at uh, Cameron Indoor. Now, now I get to play at Rub. So it's perfect. I think the only if I had if I had a dream I could play one more arena I play at Kansas, but mm-hmm. other than that, like I, I think that's just something you always look forward to playing on the road. I mean, road victory is always the best. I know KJ can attest to that. A hundred percent. Any pregame ritual or specific music or artists that you listen to before each game? Yeah, uh, so I listen to a lot of young Jesus, like the older young Jesus. So like stuff that came out when I was a kid. So the motivation one on one, that type of stuff. Uh, I like Nipsey Hustle now. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of it calmed me down a little bit. Something that you need for the game. Uh, I always, I always been the type like when I come out and I know a song, like, I have to sing the song. Like regardless of what I'm doing, like I'm gonna still be able to warm up, stretch, all that. But I have to sing the song. I feel like that just helps me kind of get the judges out. Uh, what are your initial impressions of head coach Ben Howland? Uh, coach Howland is very, very, ten- he has a lot of attention to detail. Like if it's just a certain way your feet point, you shoot, how you catch the ball, when you about to catch a shoot, when you, how's your hand placement on the ball, how you sweep the ball to get by somebody, how you jump stop in the lane. He's very, ten- he has a lot of attention to detail, wants everything perfect. Expect you to come in and work every day, which, which I don't mind. I think that's something that I need is somebody that helps me kind of polish everything that that I have in my game. So I mean, I think that's perfect. I think that he's he's what I mean. He's a head coach I need right now. So the last four years, we've been listening to Roy yelling, scream on the sideline. So how does you know that coaching style compare uh, to what Ben's doing? It's a lot different. So you know, Coach Williams emphasized running. Getting up and down, like we don't we don't emphasize running as much as Coach Williams. I don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I think if Coach Holland tried to yell yeah, rebound and run as much as Coach Williams, he still couldn't do it. So I think that's just a, it's a big it's a big of difference. I think just like the pace we played at the Carolina is a lot different. But I think that they're both really good. They're great head coaches. Head coaches know what they're talking about, so it, it's it's good. Staying on the topic of Mississippi State, do you have a favorite spot to eat on campus yet? Uh, no, campus, but I got a favorite spot at Starbucks. It's called Le Dudes. So basically, it's just like a little, kind of like a mom and pop spot, kind of like Sutton's, KJ. But they okay. Don't serve okay. Yeah, it's kind of just like a lunch, dinner kind of spot. So it's, so it's like amazing. Chicken tenders, fries. Chicken tenders, fries, like barbecue. Gotcha. It's, and it's, it's amazing. What's your um, day-to-day like right now, uh, you know, preparing for the season? Yeah, uh, so pretty much I'll break it down to you like today. Today we had conditioning at a.m. So I, me being a grad student, I have class online. So fortunately enough, I can come home, take a nap. But I had one class in person today, 12.45. So I go to that. Price is at 2.30. I'm ready by... I got a class, I'm ready by two. So I go up and shoot before practice starts, stretch out a little bit of my strength conditioning coach. Practice 2.30, hour, cool. And I came home today to do the podcast. So probably later on tonight, like 8.15, 8.30, like I'll go work out again. Mm. I don't have a problem doing that. I think that's something that, that's also something I've gotten used to doing, like going back and just doing a lot more extra. 
And I think that that's pretty much my my day to day. I mean, I'll wake up in the if I if I don't have practice, like I'll just take a nap right after we condition and lift, and then I'll go home, take a nap, wake back up, go get something to eat, and go back and work out. We'll definitely we'll need a graphic of that day to day. That's a crazy schedule. Um, yeah. So switching gears a bit, we've seen the new legislation that NCAA has passed that allows college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. What have uh, some of the things you've been doing to start taking advantage of that? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I haven't been doing anything right now at the moment, but uh, I've got some stuff in the works, like my logo and pretty much my brand, making my creative website, all that stuff. I mean, I think it's tough. I also think it's kind of – it could be a watered-down market right now because everybody's doing it. I think you just have to wait to the perfect time. And I don't think, like, right now is not my perfect time to do it because, I mean, I'm in a football state. So I kind of got to wait till football kind of does their thing and basketball is right here. So I'm kind of trying to wait for – trying to find the perfect time to, to kind of let everything go. What are your plans, um, you know, with your logo? Do you want to do merch? You know, what, what are your – what's your thought process with it? This, I mean, I kind of want to do shirts, uh, hoodies for the fall. I think that that'll just kind of be my starting point. That'll be that'll be how I start, and everything else I pretty much fill out by myself. I mean, not by myself, but I fill out myself. So is Mississippi State letting you guys, you know, have free reign, do what you want to do when it comes to NIL deals? Um, are they yeah. like, you know, asking you that you got to like run it by compliance or like fill something out? You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to run everything by compliance. I don't think you can go out by yourself and do it. Like that, but I, I run everything by compliance and see what they think and have it smoothed over with them. But I think that's that's how every school does it. So speaking of the transfer rule, you know, players no longer have to sit out a year. You know, what would you say are the upsides and downsides to that? Yeah, uh, so I think the good thing is um, for players that that need like a first start. I mean, not everybody. It doesn't work out coming out of high school every time. I mean, that, and that's okay. I think the best part is you, you get guys that need a fresh start, need something new, need new scenery, need some new faces, new coaching, new play style. And, that, and that's perfect. I think that, those are the guys that deserve to play immediately. But I think the weird part is you have guys that kind of just transfer for no reason, kind of because they didn't work and it didn't work out for them. So they kind of just up and leave. I mean, I don't see a problem with it, but I think that's kind of the downside of it. I and mean, that's how you get over 1,500 names in the transfer portal. So I think it's, it's kind of crazy because, I mean, it's, it's the type deal where if it doesn't work, you're always, you'll be able to leave. Like, you don't have to worry about it. You'll be able to find another school because I think schools are will be looking more in the transfer portal because, I mean, I think that's tough. I think that some colleges want kids with more experience where they don't have to kind of – teach the game as much to high school kids. I mean, I think that hurts high school kids also. All right, G, to close us out, uh, we do this thing called rapid fire questions uh, about your teammates to see how well you know them. So the answer can be yourself too. So we're gonna start it off. Who is the bounciest on the team? So this going, which team? This is uh, your team, your current team, Mississippi State. Uh, Shaquille Moore. Who's the best shooter? I'll some more. Who's the best passer? Uh, DJ Jeffries. 
Who's the most intelligent? Garrison Brooks. Who's the one that's always late? Shaquille Moore. <laughs> Who's the ladies' man? Garrison Brooks. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, good thing nothing changed. The, the funniest. Oh, man. The funniest, uh, Derek Fountain. Who has the most drip? Uh, J.D. Davis. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Garrison. We appreciate your time. Wish you good luck this season. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode with Garrison Brooks, please leave us a like, a review, uh, and please subscribe. Thanks again, Garrison. We appreciate you, man. I appreciate y'all.